Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today is a very special podcast extra from the WNR, and it's NXT Update. Well, before the start of our huge weekend, let's catch up with the last three episodes of NXT. And Dan, when does NXT Update start? Now! So it's episode 474, it's the 24th October 2018. General Manager William Regal briefs his security team outside full sail. It's imperative Alistair Black sees Regal as soon as he arrives at the building. Good luck with those Giacomos, sir. Well, Vic Joseph is sitting in for Mauro Ranallo, who will be back at War Games. Yes! Percy Watson slash Jackson and Nigel McGuinness. And they talk up how Black is going to burn... NXT to the ground now that he knows who attacked him and who did. We left it in a cliffhanger last week, didn't we, with Nikki, uh, last month, with Nikki Cross saying, ah, no. And hopefully we are going to find out. Well, Undisputed Era are here. Woo! Boo. All four men are here and Cole, the only one in ring gear, gets a mic. He tells us, just in case we've been living under a rock, Bobby Fish is back and the era is at well, what he says is 100%. It is 100%. Come Consider on, this a warning, and if you don't believe that, ask the War Raiders. If anyone wants to get in their way, they won't be in their way for long. He tells the fans they're not NXT. That brings him to Ricochet, the man, the myth, the legend, who has what he claims as his property. And he points out the triple threat North American champ pinned Pete Dunne, not him, and when he gets his rematch. Well, EC3's music hits and he gets the mic. He's here to impact some knowledge on Cole that his three yes-men won't tell him. Adam doesn't deserve a rematch. Their war words end when Cole tells him to get a referee and EC3 says Cole. An official runs in and it's on. So this is a dream match. Adam Cole, the leader of the Undisputed Era, going against the top 1%. EC3, who needs a big victory to kind of get back into the main event picture of NXT. He's been struggling recent times, hasn't he? You know, we've been talking about... Well, James, you're going to have this on tape, but this is the first time that EC3 has actually spoken some truth that Adam doesn't deserve a rematch. I know, and and this is what you're talking about. And I know you've been kind of... Surely, Dan. Well, don't call me Shirley, but I will be back in (laughs) EC3, 100 and EC3%. Well, you've got to. You know, going to get to Adam Coleman. Look at the chops... By Ethan Carter the third, such a, a chiselled athlete here, and bring it to Adam Cole. See, he's not worried that the the other three members of the Undisputed Era at ringside. He knows he can get the job done one on one with Adam Cole. There's one more annoyance I have with EC3 though is you can't really class him as a short name because you know we know his name is Ethan Carter the third, but that's just a mouthful. But what are you going to call Ethan? Well, this is a difficult thing, isn't it? With, with maybe Carter. You know, Carter sends Adam Cole over the top with a clothesline there. And then the rest of the undisputed But era. then, you know, refer to him as EC3. It's like EC3, that's three syllables. Yeah, that's fair enough. But EC3 at the moment, scaring off the undisputed era. Cole gets planted face first into the hard part of the ring. I think EC3's biggest problem, especially coming to be, uh, into NXT, is that he's not a great wrestler, you know, he's not a bad worker, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't do anything that the the crowd here are going to find kind of exciting, we've seen that at takeover yeah. matches as well, I feel maybe EC3 would do better if he was going to come and go to the main roster, you know, because at least on Raw or Smackdown, you kind of get away with it a little bit more, if you can't get go in the ring and they found out, and I do like, you know, Ethan, as it, as it were, and I do like the kind of, the, the character of him, but... It's also quite difficult to explain. Now, why is he called Ethan Carter Fed? Well, you know the other wrestling company called TNA. You know, well, that was Dixie Carter was running that. She was like his, his nephew, that was the auntie, basically, and then that gimmick got created. Well, with EC3, as you say, you know, he's he's not in the top 
four or five in NXT at the moment. Personality-wise, he could be, you know. But like yeah. you say, with NXT, but it's you know, really you've, about that. you've got your main two guys at the moment, which are Gagano and Chompa. You've got Alistair Black. You've got Ricochet. You've got um, Lars Sullivan, who's you know becoming a monster. You've got Velveteen Dream. So that's you know six just off the bat there. That yeah. And you're not even mentioning Pete Dunne in, in that either, you know, like you say, and there's, there's so much talent at the moment in NXT. And so much talent we talked about on the WWE roster as a whole, you know, to get their, their opportunity. So ECFE's got to try and impress, but he's been put in a difficult situation here, you know? Situation. Well, you know, I think for the benefit of everyone in NXT, it's probably best if you stay in NXT. Well, this is, yeah. You go to the main roster and you just get buried. I mean, ask Bobby Roode. Yeah, well, let's not forget about Finn Balor one day universal title reign. You know, he, he did have that. They had that, yeah. Nakamura, I think he's just going to hold the US Championship until he gets beaten by someone, then he's, he's not longer. I mean, you know, they fucked him up. Oscar. Well, Oscar was the greatest kind of um, export from NXT, weren't she? Look what they did there. So um, it's weird, you know, to talk about successful ones like Elias. You know, he was used sparringly in NXT, the same with Alexa Bliss as well. And they moved up to the main roster and, and had the success. So maybe NXT does kind of uh, tie you in that way, as Aoife Cutler first. Kind of been beaten down upon these past couple of minutes by Adam Cole. Cole's more smothering than he is putting in some serious offense. And I think it's beautiful era there at ringside. And now he's trying to get a bit of momentum. Versus Adam Cole in the corner goes for the stinger splash. But Adam Cole moves. And now it hits that kind of net breaker. Goes for the cover, but EC3 kicks out. Uh, do you still think this is Vince's ego playing into things? I mean, you know, he's like, I didn't create you, so I don't really care about you. Hence why, like, four men in the main event was kind of, are kind of like WWE through and through, so to speak. I know they've had minor careers elsewhere, but... I don't know if it's ego, but I think Vince McMahon still sees WWE superstars as... A certain look and a certain height yeah. still. You know, you got to remember, Chump is the NXT champion, but what is he, six foot? You know, he, was, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. So in, in the main roster, he's regarded as kind of uh, Cruiserweight. And you've seen here, Adam Cole's quite a small guy as well. You know, the only exception to that rule, probably Drew McIntyre, look how big he was. Uh, and then he, he kind of moved up and he's kind of made that transition to a kind of main eventer now. But even like someone like CN's still quite small. And I worry about Alistair Black. Such a cool gimmick. But when he goes up there, again, would it just be a kind of waste of time, you know, what they do? But let's not talk about anybody else. Let's talk about EC3 at the moment. Oh, do we have to? He, well, he's separated from Adam Cole, baby. And now he's going to make a comeback. <clears throat> Huge right hand. Stopping Cole in his tracks. And a nice combination there. Irish whip Adam Cole. Back elbow. Running the ropes. Building some momentum. Another elbow from EC3. Splash in the corner. Oh, my God. A beautiful German suplex. I mean, let's not forget EC3 in TNA beat Kurt Angle. He's beaten Sting. You know, he's beaten a lot of top guys there. And now he's looking to build some momentum here in NXT. He's going to pick him up. Percent. Oh, but Adam Cole blocking it. Looking for a pump kick. That gets sidestepped by EC3. Hits oh. a set-out powerbomb on Cole. One, One two. two. Oh. Adam Cole gets his shoulder up at two. Two. Oh, now look at it. The rest of the dispute there on the apron, distracting EC3. Get distracted by them. If they hit you, then you get a well, win we, by we've disqualification. Seen it in match, we've seen it in all of Adam Cole's matches. And now, super kick to the face. Exposes a knee. Going to try and put EC3 away. Oh, he dodges it. Clothesline. Says Adam Cole inside out. The Undisputed are back on the apron now. And they're getting sent down by well, EC3. Well, EC3 again got distracted by them. Goes for the last shot. EC3 dodges it. Rolls him up. One, two, three. EC3 beats Adam Cole, baby. Say that fucking... I told you he could do it. Well, James, I would say that you're cheering like you've just won a pay-per-view point, but you haven't won one of them in so long. I've forgotten what it sounds like. So you get excited over this. Oh, and Adam Cole, Chief and Carter Lafer. EC3 won the match fair and square. And now just getting beat. Down by these four. Well, you know, no worry. EC3's friends have come out and help him. Oh, wait, no. Well, where's Ricochet? If he wants to pizza Adam Cole, is he scared waiting in the back? He doesn't want to come out, does he? Is this Pete, is not his beef. Is Pete Dunne intimidated by the Undisputed Era as well? You know, what about those damn War Raiders? They've been getting up in Carlo Riley and uh, Roderick Strong's faces, and yet they want to sit back and just watch a man who just won a fantastic apart by the most dangerous group in NXT. 
I don't care about EC3. Picking up EC3. And he gets the last shot in. Right to the back of the head. Disgusting here by the Institute Era. Well, ruins a good match. EC3 wins. Dan, what do you think? Well, you know, Adam Cole lost and EC3 got beaten up. What, what more can I not like about this? It ticks all of my boxes. Well, I feel Mr. Eagle needs to do something about this. He can't let the Undisputed Era with four-on-one attacks anymore. I mean, this is just a disgrace. And look at him there. Oh, so it's a disgrace when it happens to EC3, but anyone else, you couldn't care less. Yeah, you're nice, isn't you? And I don't think they're finished yet. Bobby Fish. Where's he going? And he's got a steel chair pushing the official out of the way. And the Undisputed is soon a bit shot by this. What's Fish doing? Oh, my God. Oh. And I think he might have just shattered the knee of EC3. Well, Bobby Fish... Sorry, Bobby Fish has been away for a while now, and... They seem a bit surprised to say, right, I think damage is done. The exclamation point on that now. And they look at him scurrying away, and EC3 is seriously hurt. We're going to need trainers, referees, EMTs down to check on him. And I suppose Bobby Fish knows what it's like to have an injured leg. Well, a quick Mia Yim hype video preps us for her first NXT appearance as a contracted talent next after an announcement about the War Games theme song Voices. And Nikki Cross is running up to security guards laughing maniacally and telling them he's coming. He's coming. Well, up next we get Mia Yim and she defeats Aaliyah via pinfall following Soul Food. Yeah, or Numph as I like her to be known. Mia's all over at the start, but when Numph is sent to the outside, she's able to snap Yim's head over a rope when she reaches for her. That allows her to take control with an elbow drop and a chin lock. Mia tries to power out, but Numph drops her for some ground and pound. After flurry of forearms in the corner, Numph gets a near fall off a normal light suplex. Yim is able to free after backing Numph in the corner, drop kicks a face wash, and a cannibal set up the finish. We get a hallway scene where Bianca Belair is with her long hair and she's demanding a title shot from Mr. Regal. Kathy Kelly tries to get an answer from the GM about if he knows what name Cross gave Black, but Undisputed Era rolls up and demands he gets things under control, seeing as how EC3 ruin their segment. Regal tells them they're the ones who are out of control. Fish is shocked. The GM blames him for ruining last week's main. And he's even more shocked when he learns he and Cole face Hanson and Rowe next week. Oh, there you go. A little bit of retribution, but still not enough. We get a video package on Roman Reigns today. And Lacey Evans gets an extended promo video with highlights, a little bit of a real bio, and a lot of character stuff. Well, we see Tommaso Ciampa pacing around in an empty trailer, clutching his title. The announcers in mind he's awaiting Regal's announcement. Then they hype the May Young Classic semis next. This is a second to the hype piece of Sunday women's title match between Kari Sane and Shania Basler at Evolution. Well, Cassius Ono defeats Justin L. Justin. Cassius Ono defeats Justin Xavier with a pinfall following the rolling elbow. It's a total squash with KO blooding up the enhancement talent. And Nikki Cross interrupts Ono's music to laugh and point at Cassius and tell him he's coming. Marina Trench by Nina Strauss is another NXT loud theme for War Games 2018. Nigel somehow transitions that into a Matt Riddle teaser. Well, Mr. Regal is in the ring and he says we've only four weeks until Taker to announce who will compete for the NXT Championship. That brings out the champ, clutching his precious as he makes his way to the ring. Well, he grabs a mic to say, with all due respect, sir, wipe that smug look off your face and boy, don't you look at the champ's title. You came out here to make an announcement, do it. Before the old villain can respond, kill him, Velveteen Dream is here. Well, Dream wants the phones held and the press is stopped because the headliner is here. The people want an experience, but it's not about the people, it's about the Dream. And Velveteen wants Mr. Regal to say his name. And that brings out Lars Sullivan. Well, Lars says this is up for debate because they're all standing in his territory. He's NXT's nightmare and the championship belongs to him. Velveteen understands Sullivan's point, but when he addresses the dream, he's going to need him to wear some pants. That line gets Lars to grab Velveteen by the throat, 
But here comes Nicky cross cackling over the barrier. He's coming! He's coming! Who's coming? Oh, Ali B's coming. Ali B's laid out maybe two or three security guys next door. Oh, Black mass kick <laughs> to a poor unsuspecting guy. Well, Black is here and he wants hold of the man who attacked him. We're going to finally find out what happened. And Chomper, he looks quite guilty because he's run away. Was it Regal? Lars Sullivan's there. Oh, Black Mass kick <laughs> stops him getting in the ring. And now he's got hold of Mr. Regal. He's asking him, where is he? Oh, super kick. Who is that? That's Johnny Gagano. Oh, my God. Johnny Gargano has just super kicked Ali B. Was he the man that attacked him? Is that the man Nicky Cross told him? Why, Johnny? Why? Oh, my God. Well, I think that answers your question. <laughs> he said, where is he? The man who attacked him. And Johnny Gagano super kicks him and says, I'm right here. Well, has Johnny joined the dark side? Why attack Ali B? As this episode ends, and luckily, we're going to find out, hopefully, as we move on with NXT Update. I mean, unbelievable. Dan, what are your thoughts? Why, Johnny? Why? Why? I honestly can't believe it. So we move on, and it's the 31st of October, 2018, and it's episode 475. Well, we start with a goosebump-inducing recap of the Who Attacked Alistair Black saga, ending with Johnny Gagano's superkick. And declaration, I'm right here. And then open, Vic Joseph, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson wish us happy Halloween and welcome us to the full sale. Joseph pretty much flat out says, Gagano attacked Black back in August. Then his partners run down tonight's lineup. And our first match is Nicky Cross versus Mercedes Martinez. Well, the crowd is excited to see the May Young Classic vet and we get a 50-50 reaction as they lock up. Crowd excited to see this May Young veteran as we get a 50-50 reaction as they lock up. And yeah, like we said, Martinez made it to the semi-finals. The very first May Young Classic and got eliminated this year by, I'm going to say Satamora, but I might be wrong there. Miko Satamora did eliminate her, yeah. So here we go. Should be a good matchup. And you're a huge fan of Nikki Cross, aren't you, Dan? I absolutely love Nikki Cross. She's just unhinged, a lunatic. Brilliant. What's, what makes her different to basically anybody else on the main roster to you? She's just got her own character, her own personality. She's, you know, she's unorthodox. She reminds me of a female Dean Ambrose, like a lunatic fringe. Yeah, I think she plays the character well, you know. We, we plays it brilliantly, yeah. We've spoken about that, you know, and it's, sometimes it can be quite difficult with that crazy cat to kind of keep it up or not seem a bit more sane about it, do you know what I mean? And she, I think she brings a little bit of comedy into it. But not too much. She's still serious. You, you you think that she is a little bit. And I think it's the way that she acts. You know, and even in losing and that, she got submitted once and she didn't tap out. She just passed out of a smile on her face. How a champion should pass yeah. out as well. Do you know what I mean? How or someone like that comes across, you know. And uh, we, we've seen her in wars in NXT and I think she definitely deserves to have a chance on the main roster. You know? Well, you know, I think ever since she made a debut with Sanity, she's been the character that stands out to us. And now Nikki Cross grabbing the arm of Martinez. So Martinez looks like she's got a place in NXT, well-deserved? I think it is. You know, we talked about her performance, the first Marion Classic, very, very impressive losing to Shania Baszler, who she kind of trained, didn't she, you know, on her way up. Uh, in the wrestling world. So that might be a good match maybe down the road. Like again, student versus teacher. And I think she gave enough. I think there's a lot of women who I think deserve a chance from the May Young Classic on NXT. And, and the amount they move up on the roster what as well. I think Piper Niven is a perfect choice. But like the people that move up the main roster, there's always going to be space in NXT. The problem with Piper Niven though, she signed on with World of Sport. And when we have our uh, UK special, that was uh, delayed. We'll talk about her on that as well because she's very, very impressive. You know, there's a lot of women out there, not just in WWE or NXT, but around the world at the moment, who are performing week in, week out. One of those, Tane Storm, who finally, you know, has become a part of the WWE now. She's part of the NXT UK uh, scene. Well done, you've won the May Young Classic. You're now part of the WWE UK scene. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's... They, need, they need to build up the UK scene, didn't they? 
we can have a watch of first a couple of our NXT UK episodes, like I say, on that British special. And we'll see if they're kind of getting it right and what they need to improve as well. We know how good NXT is, you know, at the moment. And if they're going to build the brand elsewhere, then that same kind of action, you know. It's like Pete Dunne. Will Pete Dunne be on the NXT UK scene or will he be in NXT? You know, he definitely deserves to be in NXT. He definitely deserves to be in WWE. I think the same here with Nikki Cross. It's all about getting your chance. And Martinez is taken out at the moment. She's kind of gone past Nikki Cross's madness. Kind of out-wrestling her at the moment. Beating her down. And now talking in the corner. Looking to put Nikki away. Oh, Cross is fighting back. Lovely forearms by Nikki. And then finally takes down Martinez. Just running through Mercedes with a couple of clotheslines. Cross is psyching herself up. <laughs> she snapping herself. She runs into the corner. Big splash followed by a running bulldog. I don't think Martinez is going against anybody quite like Nikki Cross. She might herself open on that bulldog. She don't care. Off the top. A Nikki Cross body. Two. Two. Oh. No, Martinez managing to kick out. Uh. And now the referee put on gloves. Yes, yeah, she did. I don't know if that's a cheek or a nose, but I think Nikki kind of likes it. A little bit of trouble. Is Nikki Cross looking for the purge? Oh, Martinez dropping to one knee, though, trying to alleviate all the pressure down lower. Oh, oh spinebuster on Cross. Very impressive. He gets some separation now. And these two women at war, and of course, victory. They have to look towards uh, Shania Basler, the NXT Women's Champ, beating Kari Sane at Evolution. So managing to get up before Martinez. Oh, but getting caught in a back suplex from Mercedes. Well, brilliantly done. And now she's maybe looking to put Nikki Cross away. And this might be a kind of mini upset if she gets the job done. Second time for a gut range back suplex. Well, Nikki lands right on the neck, and Martina's looking for a third time. German now. And the release pulls her up. And Martina's bringing it tonight. Oh! Come on, Cross just gets run over with a big boat. He just stood there and took it. <laughs> and then Martina's going to go, maybe, fish a woman's suplex. Cross manages to fight out, though. Oh, and turns oh. it round, and a nice net breaker there. Slapping herself, sucking herself back up. She's probably talking a bit of trash towards Martinez at the moment. Jawbreaker. DDT, lovely snap DDT there. And now Nikki, look for the purge. Hits it. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. <laughs> and Nikki Cross wins, and it's always a pleasure to watch one of her matches down, isn't it? It is. It's... Such a character. Well, she's so different. It gets a victory. Do you know she reminds me a little bit wrestling way? Kind of like that mankind type of kind of put yourself through the punishment. You feel like she might enjoy it a little bit. And she's definitely enjoying the victory. And Nikki acts unhinged after having her arm raised. Then gets in Martinez's face. When Mercedes gets on all fours and stares back, Cross breaks into a smile and says, That was fun! Martinez smiles and backs out. Then here comes Candice LeRae, dressed in all black with black lipstick. She wants answers, but Nikki laughs in her face and backs up the ramp, and Mrs. Gagano says, this is our lives. It's not funny. Ooh, a lot of things going on there with Nikki Cross. Well, Cross is stopped in her tracks on the stage, and Alistair Black is here. The twisted sister backs up and makes her way for Black to head to the ring. And initially, uh, and initially, <coughs> fucking hell. The twisted sister makes way for Black to head to the ring. And initially backing up herself, Candy steps right to him. Alistair wants to know where Johnny is, but LeRae says he's not here. Black says your husband is gone and then leaves her in the ring. Ooh, so she is not answering any questions from uh, Alistair Black. Well, Nigel narrates a recap of the Mighty versus Street Profits rivalry and how Montez Ford knee injury cost the evolved tag champs well <coughs> well the street profits defeat the mighty by pinfall after a frog splash which was forward on thorn well the profits entered with their usual flair Woo! but seem more serious shane thorn and nick miller have the cup 
and the chains are mocking Ford and Angelo Dawkins. The Aussie tried to avoid an angry Dawkins at the bell, but he manages to take them both down. Miller gets a momentary advantage, but Angelo gets to the corner for a tag, and Montez clears house with aerial manoeuvres. Huge dive onto both Aussies on the outside, but when he springboards back in, it's right into a Nick Miller spinebuster, and time for face in peril. Ford fights out when Thorne taunts a little too much, but a modified Falcon Arrow shuts that right down. Montez eventually makes a tag while taking a double-team backdrop, and Angelo runs in rough shot. He almost ends it with a right hand to Thorne, but Miller breaks it up. Things break down, and Montez ends up taking an assisted super delivered by Shane from Nick's shoulders. But Dawkins breaks up the tag. Another chaotic series ends with Miller and Angelo on the outside, clearing the ring for the finish. Well, Angelo recovers the cup, and the Prophets celebrate in the crowd. General Manager William Regal is interviewed by Kathy Kelly and announces a pair of takeover matches. Tommaso Ciampa will defend against Velveteen Dream and here's Alistair back. Mr. Regal tells him what Candy's told him, that Johnny isn't here. But Alistair will get a one-on-one shot on November the 17th. The Dutch destroyer tells Regal the same thing he told Candice, that guy's career will fade to black. My God, so Ali B going against Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver War Games. Uh, it, it's going to be quite incredible. But after Matt Riddle hype running down the War Games card, when we get uh, we go to a commotion out back, Lars Sullivan is tearing things up angry and didn't get the NXT title shot. But since he won't get to face Chumper, he'd take it, on, take it out on Velveteen Dream before he gets to TakeOver. <laughs> and up next, Dan... There's lots of wrestlers that you hate. We might have a new one here. We see Luke Menzies in the ring. And we're just about to see Matt Riddle make his NXT debut. Bro, me. <laughs> There's so many of them that you hate now, Dan. Well, Luke Menzies looks uh, ready for action as he goes against Matt Riddle. The Riddle, Riddle. I mean, it's how you pronounce it, really. A former UFC fighter. Do you know why he got fired from UFC, Dan? Because he's a cunt. No, he's tested for marijuana in his system. So they had to fire him over that. But the King of Bros is here, and you can't teach that. Matt Riddell's the baddest guy in the room, Dan. How you do? Bro, bro, bro. Here he comes. Look at that. He just looks like a tool. <laughs> let it all out. Let your anger and hatred out of Matt Riddell. I'm going to let it out bit by bit because right. I know this isn't going to be the last we see of this fucking helmet. Well, long hair, got the hat on, bumping all the, all the people in the crowd, got the flip-flops. Of course, he wrestles barefoot. And there you go. See, flipping off his flip-flops. That was cool, wasn't it? A nice pose as well. Not as good as Ricochet's. Well, I'm going to see how uh, Matt Riddell does in this one. You see from the body, guys in good shape. And just Cone there, referee. That's nice to see you. For the bro chance. He's an attractive man, isn't he? <laughs> He's ready for it. Oh, Riddell now. Grabbing Menzes. And Menzies there, managing to stop him. Riddle Come on, wants, Menzies. Riddle wants to... Uh, <coughs> Come on, local competitor, Luke. He's <laughs> a test of strength. Riddle won't back up. I mean, if I'm facing Matt, I'm, I'm going to stomp on the feet. I'm sorry, but that is the, probably the best strategy to do at the moment. Head yeah. to head. Look at the intensity. And Riddle lands on his feet, though. Oh, my God. Turns it into the arm breaker. Or the arm bar. Oh, but nearly got caught with a pinfall from uh, Menzies. And that's how diff- that's how uh, tough the bro is. Oh, nice handshake. Bit of respect. Oh, well, Menzies doesn't release the handshake. Goes straight for a headlock. And that's why he don't shake hands in the middle of a match. Well, big shoulder block taking Riddle down, but he's back to his feet. Leapfrog now. What a huge kick right to the chest. 
and backing him up. You can hear the slap on the chest. Riddle running in. Forearm strike. Well, misses the second one. <clears throat> oh, Menzies catches him. Oh, lovely overhead toss there by Menzies. Oh, my God. What an upset it would be. But luckily, Riddle catch, kicks out. Oh. Well, getting taken to the limit by a local competitor. Nice debut, Matt. Well, Menzies has been very impressive beating Riddle down the corner. I'd sign him. Snap my takedown. Well, now submission and a strike. So he's bringing it. Well, is this the MMA fighter versus the rest of The rest has got to try and prove. Maybe Matt doesn't belong here in NXT. As he fights out now. Nice palm strikes. Well, that was nice in itself. The Pele kick to the face and the nip up. He's certainly different. This is a kick. <laughs> Moonsault and then a senton. And then a soccer kick to the face. Is it Seamus saying brogue? No, it's not. It's bro. They're chanting bro. Oh. Knee to the face. But he's not finished yet. And now the elbows. And Jessica might have to finish this. But oh my God, he's got it in now. It's a bro mission, Dan. He's got a bro mission and he taps. Well, I am very impressed there by Matt Riddle. Fantastic debut. But like you said, Menzies was very impressive. But Riddle, the kind of offense that he gives and how quick he is in the ring, wouldn't mind seeing him again. Dan, what are your thoughts? I thought that was complete bro looks. So we are going to keep a close eye on Matt Riddle as he moves up the NXT roster. Very impressive debut. Much if better. he moves up the NXT. Well, I think better than Keith Lee, who Keith Lee debuted recently, and I think I'm more excited about Matt Riddle than I am him at this moment in time. Well, we get a recap of the NXT women's title match at Evolution and the Fallout video. A wounded Kari Sane interrupting the Free Horse Women's post-match interview with Kathy Kelly looking for payback. Well, Lacey Evans will be in action on next week's show and Sullivan gets his shot at Dream on that episode as well. Yes, and up next, one of the greatest tag teams ever. And that is only Lorcan and Danny Birch. And they defeated Raul Mendoza and Humberto Carrillo via pinfall after an elevated implant DT on Mendoza. Well, Birch and Mendoza start and Raul gets the advantage with Lucha-style speed. Danny lands a pair of European. As soon as Carlito comes in, he gets his own tag. Humberto flips out of a double-team trilo. Uh, he and his partner hit stereo dives on Lorcan and Birch. Carrillo tries to follow up with a flip off the top rope, but only meets him with two boots to the face. The Brit AM brawlers are back in, though, and he tears them both up. Raul charges into an arm drag throw into the corner, however, and Lorcan and Birch quickly take care of business after that. Oh, here the Undisputed Era. They're uh, hanging around backstage. Look at them chatting. The Talking fitness. shit. I think they're so clever, don't they? No, I'm the most annoying. No, I'm the most annoying. What about Adam Cole? He's the most annoying. No, I'm the most annoying. Nope, I'm the most annoying. Nope, we're all c- It's basically a summary of what they said. Oh, wait a minute. Yes! <laughs> well, Adam Cole was talking shit, and here come the War Raiders in the backstage area, beating up the Undisputed Era. It may be 4 on 2 but this is a fair fight now. But these two are the War Raiders. There you go, Fish. Let's hope you're 100%. You've just been sent over. And now the fight is well. Adam Cole tries to get involved. He gets thrown against the table and he's out for about a month. And now they're on their way outside. <laughs> so <laughs> We're in Florida here. They're coming outside. And the War Raiders have got hold of Adam Cole. Give him a powerbomb. That's it. Pick him up. Launder. Bang. <laughs> yes. What is on the side of the truck? It was like a javelin, Dan. Yes, and the truck was a <laughs> javelin catcher. And now Fish. Oh, that's it. Gets thrown across a table. And Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. He gets slammed onto the table as well. Well, Hanson and Rose. Oh, breaking it down. And Roderick Strong have to get weapons. Even though they had the numbers advantage, they need weapons as well. Well, Adam Cole somehow gets well. And now they're beating down the War Raiders. And this turned out to all-out war. 
Oh, wait a minute. Look at the T-shirt he's wearing. Look at that top he's wearing. Ricochet comes in, flying off a table, <laughs> takes down a few members. Oh, my God. Flying there. And now right after Adam Cole. And this is what you want to see. That's it, Ricochet. Tombstone pile drive him onto that concrete <laughs> fucking floor. Well, Cole trying to run away from Ricochet. Take him up in that mobile elevated working platform and choke slam him off it onto the concrete floor. Well, he sent him into the ladder there. Anna Cole might have recovered a little bit and Bobby Fish back to his feet. He's trying to get in, but it's locked. You can't see that the fucking thing's half open now. Yeah, well, he gets sent into the gate. And now he might be able to get in. Oh! And O'Reilly comes charging in. He gets sidestepped and thrown into it as well. I don't think that's going to improve his looks. Can't make him any worse. And now Roderick Strong getting beaten up there. And now Rowe is bringing back in. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Hanson bringing in Roderick Strong the other side. Well, we know Ricochet and Adam Cole are outside still fighting. And this is turning to an all-out battle. Oh! Oh, strongest Hade. <laughs> <laughs> a meeting of the minds for Fish and O'Reilly. And just a pain straight up elbow for Strong. Oh, wait a minute. It's Ricochet back with Adam Cole. Go on, Rick. And they're all coming back to the ring. Roderick Strong don't know where he is. Well, they want the fair fight. And Bobby Fish, though. Oh. Again, having to get weapons. He's in the chair and oh, the unsputed there with a knee to the face. Where's oh, EC3? God, super kick by Adam Cole on Ricochet. Where's EC3? EC3 got injured last week. <laughs> he would love to come out, but he can't. <laughs> and now beaten down. Wait a minute. Pete <laughs> fucking done. Pete Dunn's in. And he's brought an equaliser with him. Adam Cole goes to meet him. Oh, chair to the midsection. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now takes that Kyle O'Reilly with a chair. Oh, and a shot to the back for him for good measure. You see, look, EC3 gets beaten down to their raid, and then Pete Dunne joins the party later on. Oh, they just took out Roger Strong, sent him out. And it is Mr. Regal. Oh, my God. So, William Regal says that takeover, they'll settle it inside War games, and this might be the end of the undisputed era if they have to go inside and face Hanson and Roller War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete done that major announcement. Major announcement? <laughs> well, you know, providing these four guys stick together, and I'm on about the ones that aren't undeserving era, I think that the undisputed era will be no more. Well, they're in serious trouble. It's going to be four on four at War Games for the first time ever in NXT. And we can't wait to see the action. On to our last episode before NXT TakeOver. Of course, don't forget, well, the faces are pumped and the hills are incredulous as we end the show. But we move on to episode 476, which was the 7th of November 2018. <sighs> Well, no fuss, as right after the Open, Vic Joseph, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson slash are talking about the guys entering full sail for the first match. Where it's heavy machinery defeating the Forgotten Sons via pinfall, pop-up power slam from Otis Dozovich to Wesley Blake. Hasn't he done well, Wesley Blake? Yes, hasn't he? Not as good as my man Buddy Murphy, but still. Anyway... Tucker Knight starts and gets in some early offence but ends up stuck in the corner of Wesley Blake and Steve, Cut Steve Cutler. He gets some separation and flattens the Suns with a crossbody and gets the tag. Comes in hot, finishing a sequence with a caterpillar, but a rollout saves Blake. He and Cutler snap his arm over the top rope when he reaches for them and they set to work on the damaged body part. Blake catches him in a triangle and it looks like he might pass out, but Otis lifts him up for the slam. He's still not able to get to the corner, but Cutler tags him with a DDT, which sends him right into the tag. Knight cleans house and gets a near fall on a cannonball sent on from the top. A blind tag sets Tucker up for the elbow backbreaker combo, but Knight kicks out. Uh -huh. A follow-up superplex 
Frog splash. Looks like it might end things, but Dozer breaks up the pin. Things break down, and Dozovic and Blake go over the top rope. Things break down with Knight taking out Cutler and Jackson Riker by shoving Steve off the top and leaving Dozer alone to finish Blake. Well, we get a recap of Candice LeRae confronting Nikki Cross and Alistair Black confronting me from last week. Jeremy Borash is one of the voices who catches up with LeRae as she entered the performance centre earlier today. She didn't come here to be exploited and would like to keep everything between her and Johnny private. Candice has questions too, though. Questions for Cross. She plans to ask General Manager William Regal for a match against Nikki. Well, she's just a fucking idiot then, isn't she? But we get hype for this week's main event and Johnny Gagano's segment follows. The Nita Strauss's war game theme gets a spot. Takeover's NXT title match is hyped and we're reminded Mauro Ronaldo will be back in Los Angeles. Boom! Well, Kathy Kelly asks Shania Basler, who's hanging with Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir, about Kari Sane's rematch. The women's champ starts to answer, saying everyone needs to get through their heads. Kari is beneath her. Rugal interrupts to tell her Sane has cashed in a rematch clause, and he's decided to make it best two out of three falls at War Games, and what a match that will be. Wow, yeah, you know, they've they've certainly got a lot of history going back for a year now, and, you know, maybe this, this should uh, finish it up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, we get Dakota Kai defeating Tainara Conti via pinfall following the Kairopractor. Well, the Brazilian Jiu-Judo black belt comes out and quickly takes control, but Kai catches a kick from behind her back to get in an offense. Conti responds to the captain of Team Kick with a kick of her own, hitting Kai in the forearm where she tries to go up and over. Lots of kicks in judo throws from Tanara, but Dakota won't stay down even after a stiff-sounding one to the head. Kai powers up from an arm hold, but can't get momentum until she dodges a charge that sees Conte go headfirst into the corner. The Kiwi takes over from there, getting through a finishing sequence while selling her arm. Well, Kelly interviews Mia Yim, who says her time since signing has been like living a dream. Bianca Belair walks through and wants to know why Kathy is talking to her when she should be talking to her. She's been here for years and is still un pauses loudly chews gum. D pauses loudly chews gum. Fee pauses loudly chews gums. Gum. Ted and still hasn't received her title shot. Mia doesn't know what her problem is, but she may be undefeated, but she hasn't beaten the HBIC, the head baddie in charge. Belair doesn't seem impressed as she walks off. Well, Matt Riddle's debut, and we see the video of Cassius Ono welcoming Mr. Regal's shiny new toys, Riddle and Keith Lee to NXT. Well, a great video package for War Games 4 on 4, recapping the history of Undeserving Era and their issues with their opponents, War Raiders, Ricochet and Pete Dunne. A graphic for Johnny Gargano versus Alistair Black sigs into the selfie promo Johnny sent in when he says he'll answer everything. He's walking around Full Sail's campus and shows us the Black was found laid out. At the end of the path was Tommaso Chumper, so Black was only in the way. Collateral damage. He thought Alistair would understand that, walking around hitting everyone with a black mass. Alistair says no man is ever truly good or evil. He feels sorry for Black because he knows he's a good guy. He's the hero of the story. He's just learned he's just learned that around here sometimes you have to fight a little dirty. He understands Alistair probably wants to kick his face off now, and maybe he deserves that, but he's not afraid. Black lives in the dark and Johnny's getting used to it. In fact, he kinda likes it. He closes by showing the spot in the paint where he left Alistair laying and vows to do the same at TakeOver. Well, next week, Belair versus Yim will happen. Joseph kicks it to the back where Mr. Regal announces another match for the go-home, a singles match between guys from the War Games match with the winner getting the advantage in that. And up next it is the main event and it's last Silver Team Dream. Well, Dream enters first. And a little wary, but still taunts Lars before the bell. So Lars Sullivan is here. And Velveteen Dream is the man getting a title shot. But Lars can make it here tonight. And the Dream is all rolled up. Oh, Dream throws his robe at him to get an advantage in the early going. And now starts with the right hand. But Lars just powers out and throws Dream into the opposite corner. Rams his shoulder into the midsection of Dream. 
It's not a great idea for LT Dream, only a couple of weeks away from the life. Oh my god. And we've seen the power of Lars throwing the Dream across. I mean, Lars Sullivan has been dominant in NXT. There's only one man I can think of that's uh, put him in his place. And that wasn't the best match in the world. But it was my man, Ali B. Ali B got the job done, but a black mass would kick to the back when it fucked up a little bit. But Velvety Dream is looking to put another defeat to Lars Sullivan. He's got used his speed, I would feel. And now, Ace sends Lars to the outside. And now here comes Velveteen. Oh, flying crossbody over the top rope. Hits Lars Sullivan and then just starts wailing away at the head. Sullivan still, though, fighting out and up to his feet just as quickly as the Dream was. But the Dream hits <laughs> Lars Sullivan in the back. He goes flying into those stairs. And we see what the stairs did to Lars Sullivan's body for going so when he had to face EC3. And now Lars got Velty Dream by the throat. Dream's trying to get advantage, breaking the eye, but it's not working. Oh, and just throws Velveteen Dream middle of the back first onto the hard part of the ring. And he throws Velveteen back in. And he is furious at the moment. And he comes running into the corner. Big splash on Dream. Just taking all the breath out of the body. Now holding, holding that torso up. And a clubbing blow. And the Dream probably showed more guts than brains except in this match. Dream kind of made a face turn or something. Uh, in, in a way, yeah. Just kind of the way the fans love him so much as he get billed across the ring. He just got thrown literally from one corner to the other. Uh, it was kind of after takeover, yeah, just the fans being behind him. It all started really with a feud with Ali Beat, didn't it? You know, and, uh, Well, because he's garnered Alistair Black's respect, everyone else feels they have to respect him as well. Well, eventually he got the big victory at takeover. He finally won against EC3, didn't he, at a last takeover event and getting the job done. And now, you know, NXT kind of want to go with him and see if he can have opportunity against Chumper. And it's kind of nice because then it's not Champa Gagano again. We're getting the Black versus Gagano storyline. And we know what we're going to get eventually down the road. I mean, Veltrim could cause a huge upset at a takeover against Champa, But I'm not sure. I think he needs to beat Lars tonight to have kind of uh, any advantage of that. And Sullivan is just wearing down Veltrim Dream now. Man, when he first made his debut, you know, people weren't sure about the Dream. Thought maybe it was a kind of gold dust rip-off or... You know, weren't sure what he did. And he's really brought it and sold the character well, hasn't he, in NXT? <coughs> he has indeed, I'll give him that. You talk about call-up and the Dream's another one of these guys, I think, who get called up and then probably not used as well. At least for NXT. He's having an opportunity, my God. Well, a clubbing blow sends Dream inside out. Sullivan with a pin, but only getting a two count. Two. The thing when a Dream would get called up and they kind of dial his character back. And it won't be as effective. Mm. They're, they're going to put them in weird feuds against people as well, won't they? You know, it won't make any sense. And that they'll probably get him to join Nuda or something. <laughs> no, they'll get him to feud with like uh, Bray Wyatt when Bray Wyatt makes this turn and just kind of have this kind of weird thing for about six or seven months. Yeah, yeah. and then Lars Sullivan will go up, get squashed by Braun Strowman or someone like that, and that'll be him. Well, Sullivan likes it. He's got the look that the man likes. So there's always a chance. Oh, and a brutal Irish whip from Sullivan sends Dream over the top rope to the outside. I tell you what, Dream is bumping around like a champ in this match. Like Shawn Michaels-esque at the moment, the way he's only using his body. Making Sa Lars Sullivan look like a complete monster. And look at Sullivan there smirking. No, James hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face because he knows full control of the Dream. And I'll just stand on his back. That full kind of 350 pounds. And that's just Lars Sullivan's head coming down on Velveteen Dream. His head and chin. Oh, they probably put Lars Sullivan as part of the fucking uh, Wyatt family or something. Mm. And now that submission on Velveteen Dream. Just wearing him down again. The crowd trying to get behind him. What Velveteen. would you do with Sullivan though? Monster like Strowman. But just on a different show. Yeah, just on Smackdown. And then you have that meeting at the Rumble, wouldn't you? <coughs> you know, when you get like Strowman and Lars facing off, and the fans go, ooh, maybe, maybe. Uh, to be fair, though, we talk about Braun Strowman and Lars Sullivan. I think Lars Sullivan is in a better place than Strowman was. Braun kind of made his main roster debut uh, straight into the Wyatt family. It took a long time to learn where I think Lars has shown 
a little bit something different. You know, he, he is trying in his matches, bless him. So I do appreciate that. Strowman's kind of developed more, whereas I think with Lars, he's kind of got more at this moment in time and he just needs to kind of get that experience in the next couple of years. And I think I think uh, Sullivan's got a lot more talent, a lot more in-ring ability. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think Lars Sullivan has definitely got a lot more talent than Braun Strowman has, uh, just to kind of weigh sales. I mean, let's say one more fuck. There was only one fuck up against Braun Strowman, wasn't there? Uh, but there was one fuck up against Ali B at Takeover. Apart from that, Lars Sullivan has been pretty strong. But back to the match in Dreams, got out of submission, and he's fighting back now. Show a little bit of fire. Lars pushed him away. Well, Dream responding with a kick, a second, and that's just rocking Sullivan. Looks for a clothesline, but gets. Dodged oh. a pop up from <laughs> Sullivan, but Dream turns it into a drop kick. Now he's going up top for the purple rainmaker, I believe. And he might be looking. Oh, but Lars already back to his feet, and that's how strong that man is. Well, a missile drop kick from the Dream. Oh, and he gets the two count. Two, and you can see the press off from Lars there. He's still got a bit of strength left in him. And now the Dream's got to wonder what he can do. He won't be able to power. He can't power Lars up, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he seems to be getting there. No. Sullivan managing to fight out. Picks him up. Power slams him down. One, two. Oh, but Velveteen just staying in this. Well, I don't know how he still is, but then again, I'd say I don't know how. He's shown his toughness recent times. He's not number one contender for no reason. But now Lars getting really frustrated. And he's going up top now. We don't see Lars going up that often. Oh, but he gets caught by Velveteen Dream as he was making his way up there with a super kick. Oh, I guess that's why. And now the Dream's going to try and take advantage. Well, he's joining Sullivan up top. This ain't going to run well. Sullivan fighting out, pushing Dream off. Well, Dream lands in the middle of the ring and Lars going all the way up. Oh, Diving headbutt attempt, but Velveteen just gets out the way. Well, that might have ended Velveteen's dream career, let alone the match there. And the fans get behind Dream. Sullivan oh. comes charging in. Velveteen sidesteps, throws him shoulder first into the ring post. Oh, my God. Picks <laughs> him up. The rolling Death Valley driver. Now he's going to go up for the uh, Purple Rainmaker. Don't pose. Just get up there and hit it, boy. Yeah, don't take too long, son. Now he's up and, oh, look at Chumper. Well, he makes his way down. Velveteen Dream doesn't waste a second. Takes out Chomper. Oh, no. Freak accident by Lars. Goes One, for the cover. Two, three. Oh, and he beats Velveteen Dream. I would say thanks in part to Tomaso Chomper there, but a huge statement victory from Lars. Well, bald heads and beards stick together. Well, they really do, and Lars is happy about that, and I think so is Chomper. Any confidence, any momentum that... Velveteen Dream had been building on towards their match with, with Chumper. It's kind of been taken away now, thanks to that defeat. I don't think Velveteen Dream's sure what happened just yet. Chumper's happy as long as he's got his precious with him. Chumper's a dangerous man. You can see him there with his eyes on Lars Sullivan. Velveteen Dream came so close. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? I thought it was quite an entertaining match. It's kind of saved both guys as well, in part. You know... Dream getting distracted by Chomper, taking it out, and then getting caught by Lars Sullivan. So, yeah, you know, it was it was a good bit of back and forth. And uh, I think Dream's stock's only rising in NXT. Yeah, well, I mean, this is unbelievable stuff. I don't know if Chomper is finished with the Dream just yet, as uh, Sullivan's getting out there, and Dream's barely recovered in the ring. And he seems to be happy about this as well. And Chumper just attacking Dream from behind. He's saying, you're not in my league. He's a champ. Oh! <laughs> He's beating down Dream. Dream responded with a right hand. I think that just infuriated Chumper even more. The fans tried Velveteen, but Chumper beating him down. Now he's got the belt. And what is Chumper going to do now? Just two weeks before their matchup. A dream getting out of it, delivering a super kick to Chumper. Oh! And plants him onto the title. And a beautiful DDT, and the dream somehow responds. And the fans love it. 
Can Velveteen get the job done? He's going up. Oh. And the referee's saying, don't you do it. Oh, and oh. even more officials. Protecting Champa. Do it anyway. Oh, and Adrian gets talked off the top. He'll have to say it for takeover. It's Chompers down. And let them fight chant coming from the crowd. Oh, and the dream's not stopped yet. Go on, Velveteen. Here he comes. Bang! Oh. Purple Rainmaker off the top. And your new NXT champion, possibly Velveteen Dream. Well, not yet. We'll find out. Takeover, but Chompers down at the moment, and I'm sure Velveteen Dream could have pinned him for free if he wanted to. Is that a sight you'd like to see? Well, at the moment it is, and it's a very welcome sight for Dream as he looks down at the gold. What could be his and what could happen at NXT TakeOver? Dream has the last laugh tier tonight. Wow, and that is it, Dan. So what have you thought of the last three episodes of NXT? They've been very entertaining. It's kind of culminating the uh, Ali B story. And it's it's going to give us a de- definitive end in a couple of weeks' time at TakeOver War Games, which I am looking forward to with every NXT event. I absolutely love them. Yeah, I mean, they never let us down. Like I said, uh, it's going to be great. Just look at the card quickly on paper. You know, you've got the NXT title match, which is Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream, which should be a great encounter, shouldn't it, between the two men? Yeah, we've got the War Games match, which is uh, Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders going against the Undeserving Era. Uh, which, which should be great. Well, we saw War Games last year. We've got the NXT Women's Title match, which of course Kari Sane versus Shania Basler. That's two out of three falls. What an encounter that should be. And of course, you've got the grudge match, Ali B versus Johnny Gargano. You know, and, and that should be brilliant. Uh, and I'm sure on the next episode of NXT, uh, they will make, I think it probably Cassius Ono versus probably Matt Riddle or, or something like that. Uh, but don't worry, we'll bring you the last episode of NXT before TakeOver. Uh, on our live show, Fantasy Takeover, which starts at 10pm. But before that, on Friday, it's finally time for the deadly game. It's Survivor Series 1998. It's one of your favourite pay-per-views, isn't it, James? It is one of my favourite pay-per-views ever. We'll bring that to you on Friday night. And then on Saturday, we've got the NXT Takeover show live. But that's not all, is it, Dan? No, because don't forget, Sunday at 10pm... It's our WWE Survivor Series kickoff, and yeah. we will be live. We'll have a few games. We're going to brew some things, might change a few things up. We might not. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we always bring up, do our best for our live shows. So, like I said, we've got two live shows coming this weekend, plus Survivor Series 98, which is one of our most asked-for shows, and we're finally going to bring it to you as well. So what a great weekend that will be. Uh, but that is it for now. That is NXT update. Just a quick one to keep us up to date before NXT TakeOver. So that is it. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network View or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're across all the Google platforms. WWE Network View on Google Plus. Send us an email as open our podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Yes, Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. We've got clips coming up on there and podcasts go at the same time on YouTube. But there are places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on a couple of new places, Dan. Uh, yes, we're still in the process of setting up our Instagram account as well. We're just going to be uploading our episodes there. We're going to be putting up pictures from our live events that we've been to and you can follow us there on wnr underscore podcast listen to us on spreaker radio where we've got our live shows coming november 17th and november 18th lots of nxt takeover and of course survive series and stitcher radio and itunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there but that is it like i say we start off all the festivities so that is it we cut the day's time we're going to bring you survive series 1998 but until then I have been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by Dan White. Thanks for listening, Billy, and bye. Bye.